Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Building Your Extraordinary Business Radio Program with your host, Jim Nemley. President and CEO of the Extraordinary Business Builders. This show is designed to instruct business owners on what they must know to survive and grow. Why be ordinary when you can be extraordinary? Now, here's your host, Jim Nemley. Hey, good evening, folks. Ah, I hope this summer is treating you well, and I also hope that you are ready to leave a mark with your reader's legacy. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is he talking about now? (laughs) Leaving a mark with your reader's legacy. Well, my guest this evening is Ken Dunn. Ken is not only an author of four books, but he has created a new social media platform called Reader's Legacy, a platform for authors and book lovers to come together. Joe Weikert, a legend in publishing, has said this about Reader's Legacy. Readerslegacy.com is to good reads like Facebook was to MySpace. Ken, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Jim. It's such an honor to be here with you. I'll tell you one thing. I've been looking forward to this. Um, uh, Ken's publicist happens to be someone who I absolutely dearly love. And she is so high on Ken that when she turned me on to him, I started looking at what he was out there doing. And I said, oh, this guy's got to be out of his mind. He must have a death wish. I mean, how can anybody want to do something like that? But guess what? Ken succeeded. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, how he succeeded in getting this done to astronomical levels. So let's just jump right into it. Ken, we hear you're starting a new social media platform. You heard me right, folks. He's starting a new social media platform. How exciting is that must be for you? What made you decide to start another social media platform with so many already out there? Yeah, you know, that's it's a fantastic question, Jim. I, I Look, I've got a very eclectic background. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I started my adult life in investigative policing. I spent 12 years <laughs> in, in high, high-energy policing. I used to be called the as-seen-on-TV cop. I was involved in homicide investigations. I was an undercover drug cop, posed as a high school student when I was 23. I was on a SWAT team. When I was 27, I was a chief interrogator, and I used to interrogate murder suspects and and suspects of major crimes. Wow. When I was 31 years old, I decided I didn't want to be a cop. My wife and I just found out we were going to have our our first child, and I didn't want to have to raise kids in that environment. And so I I had a friend lead me in and convince me to start my first business. It was a mortgage company. And I realized as I was kind of putting that business together, writing the business plans and and researching, another friend gave me a copy of Og Mandino's book, The Greatest Salesman in the World. And reading that book made me realize that the skills I had perfected in interrogating people were actually the same skills that the world's greatest salespeople use. And so I actually got into uh, prospecting and then building my business and started running around North America teaching my salespeople how to sell, how to prospect. Uh, three years later, my mortgage company was bought by a major competitor, and, mm. and I literally in less than four years went from half broke to 
you know, li- <laughs> living the life. I got drunk <laughs> into a, a network marketing company, started traveling around teaching people sales, telling stories, and I wrote my first book. That book led to another book, to another book, and to another book. And all of a sudden, we're at August of 2011. A friend of mine said to me that there was going to be a major change. He sent me a copy of an article from the New York Times. August of 11 was the first month more books were sold online than off. And the article said that paper was going to die. The New York Times was suggesting that in five years, which would be 2016, that eighty percent of books would be digital, would be ebooks, uh-huh. and and Jim, you know that broke my heart. You know I've got a grade <laughs> eleven education. I, I'm self taught. I've I've owned four companies that are responsible for seven hundred and fifty million dollars in sales in different industries. Wow! Hmm. And everything, Jim, I, we could do a whole show on it. Everything that I've learned about running my business has come from books I've read. I've read over wow. a thousand books on business, leadership, startups finance, you name it. And and Jim, I still own every one of those books. Wow. And I realized that people who love books, it's the same way with them. You know, we there's there's millions of us book junkies out there that we still own every one of the books that we've read and we love them, that we have an affair with them. I know my well, wife drive her crazy yeah? with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got books everywhere, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So check this out. I saw that article. I looked at my library, and instantly I realized that if it was true that paper was going to die, then there was going to be a travesty committed in the publishing industry, in the book world. And that, that affair that you and I have with our books, that it was going to disappear. And that people in future generations would never have the chance to experience the connection between a reader and their personal library. You see, for me, my personal library mm. is part of my legacy. Mm. For, for millions of readers around the world, those libraries are the reader's legacy. And so instantly it came to me, Jim. I, five years ago, I thought to myself, man, I'm going to build a, a Facebook-like platform. It's going to feel like Facebook, but when you log in, you create your account, you add your profile picture, your wall picture, and then there's empty bookshelves. When you click a button that says add a book, and you type in the title of it, and every book in the world by that name shows up. Then you choose the book you've read, and it magically appears on your bookshelf. Or you can grab the smartphone, download the scanning app, click on search for Reader's Legacy Scanning App, and then you literally go and scan the barcodes of all the books in your home library, and you upload them all in one spell swoop. And then I said, well, Mm -hmm. look, every book in the world needs to have a page so you can follow the books you love and you can connect with other readers. Every person will have a page, and every author will have a page, and every publisher will have a page. Wow. And then it got the, the the dream got crazy, Jim. I said, you know what? <laughs> if Amazon can sell 15 million books, so can I. So I went out and I cut deals with all of the major publishers and distributors. And literally on June 7, 2015, we launched it. And it mm. it, it is in the first eight weeks, 3,000 people joined. There are literally 100 people a week joining already. There are over 200,000 books that have been added to people's libraries. Now, here's the coolest part. When my team and I, we were strategizing in the spring of 2015, and we said, how are we going to compete with Amazon? What are we going to do that's different? I led my team on a discovery. We went out and we studied all of the Fortune 500 companies. How are they doing business? How are they getting people interested? And we made a discovery. 
we found out that the biggest companies in the world all use the exact same strategy to get people to buy in and use them and to stay loyal to their products. And then we found that Amazon wasn't doing it and nobody in the book world was doing it. And so we decided that we're going to do it. We, we became the first book retailer in the world that uses points to create loyalty. I just got off a of Delta flight. I fly Delta because of points. I stay in Marriott's because of points. At ReadersLegacy.com, when you create an account, you're going to start accumulating points. We call them lit coins. You get lit coins <laughs> for creating your profile, for adding books, for following your friends, for making comments. For all the things you do on social media now, on our social media platform, you get paid to do it. Then you can use the lit coins to buy real books. And everything mm. I just told you about, Jim, launched just in the last 60 days. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. You know, uh, uh, Michelle had been, you know, singing your praises, and I know she was down in Vegas with you. And um, I'm still trying to figure out what all this is all about, you know what I mean? But, you know, I trust Michelle when she's excited about somebody. And I can see why. And I've been to your site, and I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and you've only been working on this for how long? Well, the idea we started five years ago. We uh, opened an office in Panama City, Panama. We've hired uh, 11 of the greatest computer programmers and architects in the world. We hired them two and a half years ago, and for the last two and a half years, they've been working on it. They've written over a million lines of code, and it's built on the same level as a platform as Facebook, and uh, it literally just launched. So we've been working on it hardcore with uh, nine full-time employees for over two years it took to build it. Wow, that is absolutely remarkable. Absolutely. Uh, now, now, Reader's Legacy. All right, now, you spoke a little bit about that, but how did the full name come about? Well, it really was that, you know, I've never ever, like, I've had some crazy, audacious ideas in business, and, and I've, I've had some home runs, and I've, I've made some mistakes. So I've been around the gamut, but I've never had an idea come together so fully and completely so quickly. So I, I was staring at my library, and I realized how important it was to me, and the word legacy jumped into my head, and I realized that that home library was my legacy. It was what my mm. kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids were going to remember, and I knew that through this social media platform, I was giving millions of people a chance to build virtual libraries, and those libraries would become part of their legacies, and, and it just hit me that the home library, the personal book collection of an avid reader is that reader's legacy. And right. it just stuck. <laughs> and I know it's it's going to resonate in a lot of people's minds, you know, when you, you could tell exactly what a person and who a person is when you're looking at their library. Absolutely. That's remarkable. Now, when you first started planning Reader's Legacy, what was your initial feedback from people you shared your idea with? And and. Was there one person who encouraged you to move forward with your mission? If so, what did they say to you to inspire you to move on? Well, so let me tell you a little bit of it, and we'll just segue a little bit into a general business discussion because it really it's going to answer your question. The, uh -huh. the first thing, I get a chance today to speak all over the world about the publishing industry. In America, I'm developing a little a little bit of a reputation as a disruptor or a maverick. I, I study everything I can about the publishing industry, and that's one of the things that I would tell anybody I'm coaching on business. There's an amazing book 
by Mike or Mark Burnoff. He's the CEO of uh, Salesforce.com. Oh, I love and, them. And, and the book is called Behind the Cloud. And in the book, he talks about how he built Salesforce.com. One of the many things he says was, if you're really going to disrupt an industry, if you want to really do amazing, then what you have to do is position yourself as the main thought leader in the industry. And if you focus on knowing everything you can and going out there and talking and sharing your thoughts, then eventually it'll help your company. Well, that's happened to me. And, and now I get a chance to, to travel all over the industry and talk about what's happening in publishing, where I think things are going. And people really care about my thoughts. But let me tell you, in the early days of a business, if you've got a great idea, then there is a methodology that you need to use to prove it. Now, here's the way it goes. First of all, you develop your idea as much as you can and take it as far as you can, and then you document it. You put it into a business plan. You write a full business plan. Now, a full business plan needs to have demographic research. It needs to have the competitive analysis. You need to identify who your competitors are, how you're going to make money, what are your COGS, your cost of goods, what are your, your averages, what are your net costs, your gross uh, margins, all of it. A, a good business plan will end up being between 50 and 60 pages long. Once you get the business plan done, you go out and you find three or four people who are experts in the industry before you talk to any of your friends or your pals or anybody like that, you get your plan validated. So step one, write a plan. Step, step, step two, get it validated. And then after you get it validated, you get it funded. You make sure you've got the money together to execute on your plan. Now, why do I say do it in that order? Because what's going to happen to anybody who's got a great idea for a business is the same thing that happened to me. Luckily, I was already bulletproof, but I got so excited about this idea in the early days, Jim, that I had a friend who's a designer create pictures of what I thought the website was going to look like. And then I ran around to all my friends with money and said, I'm going to build this. It's going to be amazing. We're going to compete with Amazon. And Jim, every one of those people said I was insane, said that it would never work, that I was wasting my money, and that I was retarded, that I was going to lose all my money if I did it. But luckily, I'd already been through it, and I knew that they would say that crap. So I did my plan, and then I went out to get it validated. And I, I searched the Internet, and I found some experts on publishing. And this speaks to the second part of it, who was the guy that changed the deal. I found a guy online. His name was Joe Wickert. He was one of the top bloggers and an expert on the publishing industry. He lived in Indianapolis, and I lived in Toronto. I arranged the time to talk to him on the telephone. I didn't tell him what I was doing, but I learned about him, and I realized that he was the right guy. So I literally asked him if I flew down to Indianapolis and showed him what I was doing, would he listen to me for an hour? He said yes. I jumped on a plane, flew four hours down to his house just to buy him a coffee, showed him the plan, showed him the pictures. We talked for hours, and then at the end of the conversation, he said, Ken, you have to do this. And he says, you have no idea what you've got here. He, I didn't know this, but he knew the owner of Goodreads. Goodreads.com wow. was a social uh -huh. media website that was launched in 2006 and in 2009 was bought by Amazon for $300 million. Yeah, I saw and it. he was the guy that the, he said, Ken, here's, here's the only way I can describe it to you. This reminds me of what happened when Facebook came on the scene. MySpace was the dominant player. Facebook came along and destroyed MySpace because it was so much better. And he said, Ken, 
Reader's Legacy is to Goodreads as Facebook was to MySpace. You need to do this. And that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> oh, wow. Folks, for those of you that are joining us late, my guest this evening is Ken Dunn. Ken is not only the author of four books, but he has created a new social media platform called Reader's Legacy. Readerslegacy.com is a -a one-of-a-kind social media platform that gives book lovers a chance to build a virtual version of their home library. Everyone can have a free page. Every author and publisher in the world can have a promo page where they can load a video and build the following. Authors will be able to advertise their books directly to people whose reading preferences are closely matched to their book. And that is just Absolutely phenomenal, Ken. Can you tell folks how they can uh, get to your site and how they can learn more about this? Yeah, absolutely. The website is really simple. It's www.readerslegacy.com, just like it sounds. And like Jim said, everything's free. We're not trying to make money off of you. You're going to buy books anyway, and if you choose to buy them there, that's a blessing for us. We're trying to disrupt and change a mammoth in the industry and, and make a difference. Right, you broke up a little bit when you were giving the the uh, website address. So, can you give that one more time? Ken? Yeah, it's readerslegacy.com. Fantastic, folks, get on over there. I was over there and I got lost in it. And as a matter of fact, what I did when I first heard about this, what I did is I looked at Goodreads and I was impressed. Then I went to readerslegacy.com, and I was overwhelmed. Okay, so there's a big difference between being impressed and overwhelmed. So get over there. You're going to see exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And I think, you know, Ken, your idea of having having separate opportunities, you have the opportunity for the readers, you have the opportunities for publishers. You have opportunities for writers. I mean, wow, that's the literary world. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? We really realize that the publishing industry is one of the oldest industries in the world, and, and it's broken. You know, the the digitization or virtualization of the industry has changed it forever. New companies are emerging every day that are completely redefining how things are done. And it's it's really it's stifling the creativity of the industry. And so we realized that we could be a white knight. We could readers legacy could not just change the publishing industry, but modernize it or advance it completely redefine the parameters of a failing industry and help new entrepreneurs to come to light, help new books to be successful. And, you know, just look, here's what we know. There are some major trends that are mainstay now, that have proved they're the future of the way we do things that exist today. Number one, social media. Ten years ago, it didn't exist. Right. Ten years later today, it's how we transact, it's how we communicate, it's how mm-hmm. we vote, it's everything. It's part of what we do. People don't shop for, an ex- for a, a purchase anymore. They want an experience. Number two, it's online shopping. Ten years ago, Bob Bell was afraid to buy something online. Today, it's the accepted standard. (laughs) Some people who never shopped online before are now buying things, buying everything online. 
Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, every year for the last 25 years, the amount of books that are published in America has gone up by at least 3 to 4%. Last year, 1.4 million new books came to market. It's crowded, wow. and most authors are failing. They're not reaching their readers. We literally mm. combined together the three biggest trends in sales, purchasing the internet, and books into a first-of-its-kind category-creating website. Wow. Uh, you, you know, this is, I mean, my head is spinning, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I'm thinking about who am I going to call to tell them about you. I'm thinking about what am I going to do to interact with the site. I mean, I have a, a million things flowing through my head right now, Ken. It's, it's unbelievable. So what kind of work goes into starting a new social media platform? Well, you know, it really depends on how how detailed you want to be and how much you understand it. You know, so like anything, there's automation that's occurred. People used to have to build websites by, you know, one one line of code at a time, and then a company called WordPress came along and made it really simple to build websites. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, then from there, of course, in the social media world, there was a couple monster social media websites that were built, and then a company called Ning, N-I-N-G, came along, yes, and they created an, an out-of-the-box platform where somebody could create a social media website in 20 minutes flat. Uh-huh. We knew that if we were going to attract the type of attention we wanted to, and we wanted to really compete with Amazon, because we are going to dethrone Amazon, we will become the number one bookseller in the world. Uh-huh. And we, we're going to do that. We needed to be proprietary. We needed to write every single line of code. We needed to own it. It had to become an asset. And you can't do that on Ning.com. Right. So we, we had to go out and figure out how, how it worked. We studied Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And we found that the code that they were all written on was a platform called Python. And so we had to write it on Python. Now, that presented a challenge because Python coders, architects, in America, they, their starting wages are $25,000 a month. And Ooh. we needed six six of them. So I had to start searching around the world. I studied some major corporations like Dell and IBM. And I found out that those companies opened departments, subsidiaries in Panama. And they moved major programming departments down there because it's cheaper. So we've mm. got seven Python architects working in Panama for twenty five hundred dollars a month instead of twenty five thousand a month. Wow! And then we then we had to figure out how to actually uh, run the code and how to make it actually work, and that in itself created another problem. Um, we had to study how to do it. We had to find the right guy. We found an architect who already built a major social media platform out of the UK that was bought by the BBC. So we knew we had the right captain of the team. And then we had to go out and figure out how Amazon was selling books. In our research of Amazon, we found that 80% of their books, they sell through distributors. Biggest distributor in America is called Ingram Content out of Tennessee. So we had to go down there and negotiate with them and convince them to give us the same deal as Amazon. So it, it was, it's been incredibly complicated. that We've been through some major, major big business negotiations and contracts, and we've had to you know, make sure we comply and we weren't breaking any laws or uh, breach, breaching any patents that LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook has. And so we've had lawyers involved. It, it, we probably have about 20 to 22 people working on this project, either contractors or direct employees. 
And so far in the last two and a half years, we've spent close to $3 million building it. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you know, you know, just, you know, what just happened when you said that. Well, actually, that? as you, as you, as you were laying out what you had to do to get to where you are, what happened is that there were a bunch of folks out there who were saying, well, I can do that. And now all I hear is crickets. <laughs> yeah, look, I would, I'll tell you what, Jim, I'd never do it again. <laughs> oh, well, listen, this thing is going to be so fabulous, you won't have to do it again. <laughs> well, I've learned a lot. You know, we, we, this, I'll be involved in this for the rest of my life, but I really am excited about sharing the experiences from this and writing more books about it and mentoring and coaching young entrepreneurs as they start on their journeys. Well, I'll tell you what, you definitely laid down a perfect path for them. Now, you were talking about the various benefits, and we we chatted about it. I'd like you to really break it down. So here I am. I'm an avid reader. We're going to start there, okay? So what does that benefit to me? How I Walk me through becoming a member and, and getting involved with reading. Yeah, like sure. This. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, the fact is, if you're an avid reader that you already understand about this collection of books that we call a reader's legacy, you've got your own collection of books, and that's the ones you manage to keep. Not, not, not to say the hundreds of books you've read that you don't even know where they are anymore. So you want to have a virtual library. You want your great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren to be able to go to this website in 100 years and get to know you better, get to, to realize who you are, because they're not going to know who you are. And now they're going to see your books, see your comments, see who you were, and get to know the books that made the person. And and so it's something you have to create. If you really love books, you, you, you're obliged to do this. So you go there, and you can either create an account right on readerslegacy.com by putting in your email address, phone number, and password, or you can log in with your Facebook account. It takes you right to your settings page. You upload a picture for your wall picture, for your profile picture. You add in your personal information, and when your your uh, profile is complete, you get your first badge. It's a big game, too, on top of that. You get a badge for it, and every time you get a badge, you get more Litcoins. So you're going to get your first Litcoin just for creating your profile. Then it's going to take you right to your library page, and you'll see above your empty bookshelves, there's a button that says Add a Book. So you click on that, you type in the title of a book, and then every book by that title is going to appear. You click on the book that you read and it will go it'll populate on your bookshelf. Now you've added a bunch of books there. Now here's the cool thing. You can go up to the top and you can search the title of a book there as well. Or you can search a, the name of a person. Here's what I'd say. Go up to the top and search Ken Dunn because you know he's got an account there. You go over to Ken's page and you search the follow button. It's about the company and everything that's going on if you follow me. And uh, then I'm going to follow you back. And now everybody who's following me, everybody who knows me on there is going to see that you and I are now friends and following each other, and they're going to start to follow you. Now you can go to my library. There's already 900 books in it, and I guarantee you're going to see books that you've read. So all you have to do is hover over the book, click it once, it enlarges the cover. You can see how many fans it has. Click it again, and it opens the book page. Every book in the world has a page. A lot of them have videos. They have wall pictures, but they have fans and people that are making comments. And once you've opened it up, if it's the book you've read, then you click the button that says Add to My Library. 
And as you add books, you earn more badges. You get more lit coins. Then you can start following other people that love the same books you do. And you can go to their libraries, and you can discover new books that you've never heard of before. And you can add those books to your wish list. And, and you're going to see, Jim, people that start to do this, they're, they're, it's, it's just fun. What our Google Analytics are telling us already that an average person, when they visit the site, they're staying for over 15 minutes. And an average person is looking at least at 10 to 15 pages. Those are the same an- analytics that Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn get. Wow. wow. And by the way, while you were describing that, I've already registered on your site. There you go. That's how easy it is. <laughs> it's that yep. easy, folks. It's that easy. While he was going through the first benefit, I already registered on his site. So later on when I get you back in touch with the site again, make sure you do that as you're listening to the show. I don't want you to get away from the show. As you're listening to the show, do that. Absolutely. So, it's designed. So now, let's, now, let's, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, let's talk about authors for a second. Yeah, so that's what I, million... I want to jump into authors now, right? Yeah. So if there's a million, 1.5 million new books being published every year in America right now, what does that mean about how many authors are in America? Here's mm. what the stats are. There's over 40 million authors in North America. Mm. So what we decided to do, we said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a page for authors. So we're going to let authors create accounts. If you're, first, you have to set up your, your personal library account. But then in the menu on the left side, at the bottom, there says a button that says, are you an author? So you click on that, and then it's going to let you put in your details and your profile information, and, um, and then you can register the account. Now, if, then you can search for your books. If your books are already in your system, you can claim it. We'll, our, we'll have our people make sure that everything is legit, and then the books are assigned to you. So all of your books will populate on your page. You can add a promo video about your books right there on the same page. And when you set up your author profile, you get more lit coins. And now you can see the people that are already following you. Now, here's the cool thing. An author obviously wants to sell their books through there. If you're an independent author, you can actually apply to be in our self-fulfillment program. So you can create your own book page. You can add your cover, add your video. You can share it with other friends, and you can put it for sale. You tell us how much you want to sell it for. We'll list it. If somebody buys it, we'll charge the credit card. We'll send you a message. You mail the book off to them. And as soon as you mail the book off, we'll pay you 70% of the retail. We keep 30%. Obviously, we need to make a little bit of money on it to operate the site. But then here's the really fun part. Like you alluded to earlier when you were talking to your listeners, once you've got your books registered, once you're an accredited author, you can use your lit coins to pay for advertising and advertise your book right on the, the pages of people whose libraries tell us that they like to read your types of books. Wow. We <laughs> trademarked the term direct-to-genre pay-per-click advertising. That level of advertising intuitiveness doesn't exist on any other website in the world. Not even that company, Amazon, that we're about to pass in book sales. Not even they have that level of advertising savvy for authors. Wow. You know, you're absolutely, absolutely blowing my mind with what you're talking about. Um, uh, I have a question that just 
got put up on the board. Uh, do you have any shareholders yet? Sounds like somebody's interested in uh, buying some shares. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. It, ventures of this size definitely take money. We uh, we actually have a profile on a website called Fundable. Fundable.com is a crowdsourcing website for big businesses. Mm-hmm. Our profile is fundable.com forward slash readers dash legacy. If somebody wants to talk directly to me about investing, all they have to do is start there, and uh, they can look at the website. If they uh, click the link that says, I'd like more information, we'll give them access to the business plans. We're represented by a, a venture capital bank out of Chicago now called Madison Street Capital. We have several companies that are interested in putting millions of dollars into our company. In the short term, if there's savvy angel investors or personal people that know exactly where this is going and what's going to end up happening. We already have been advised by people in the investment community that in a couple of years from now, the big A or another company will likely acquire us for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to get involved in something with that type of potential, they just really have to go through Fundable and I can get in touch with them. There is an opportunity where Somebody, of course, you have to understand that there are risks when you invest in a private company, but there definitely is an opportunity for investors who are interested. Wow, wow. Folks, once again, for uh, for those folks that, uh, that, that may have joined us late, my uh, guest this evening is Ken Dunn, and I'm sure that I don't need to introduce him again because I know if, if if you're anything like me, and I know many of my listeners are, your minds are just being utterly blown. So, Ken, can you tell them how they can get get to the website and how they can get signed up? And, folks, while we were doing this interview, I signed up already. So I signed up, and as he was chatting, I put my picture up, I put my age, my demographics, and uh, and now because of the fact that I'm so enwrapped in what he's saying. I'll go back later on and finish it up, but uh, Ken, how can they find it? Oh, yeah, it's really easy. It's readerslegacy.com R-E-A-D-E-R-S L-E-G-A-C-Y dot com and uh, you can find me easily in there. There's instant messaging, you know, private chatting. You can hook me up there and we can definitely discuss anything you'd like to. There you go. And folks, please get up there and do it. I am like, wow. I'm wiggling in my chair. You know, uh, I'm, I'm telling on myself, all right? I'm wiggling in my chair. Why? Because I, I just have so many ideas. Uh, just listening to you talk about the platform and looking at it, I have so many ideas that I'm bursting at the seams. So you were talking about authors, and I think that that's such a fabulous idea of being able to market directly to people who are already there and you already know. I mean, for crying out loud, yeah, you were talking about uh, putting together your business plan, and of course you have to do a competitive analysis, you have to do a market study, the whole nine yards, you have to do the demographics and the psychographics. Well, you guys already have done that. Right, so you're just putting the author right in front of their reader. Yeah, you know, obviously we had to do a lot of research up front to start a project of this magnitude. It took a significant amount of resources. Now we own a a publishing company, also. It's called Next Century Publishing, and because we knew that we would end up having this massive database of authors, 
And so we wanted to be able to offer discounted services to them because we're going to compete with Amazon. And so we, we, not only that, but while we were building it, we had to go out and develop an expertise on the publishing industry, how books are made, how they're sold, what's the best techniques, what are the best practices. And, and all of that took a significant amount of work. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I, I can imagine so. But that work that you put in is to the benefit of the end user. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know scores of folks that are listening to this are going to want to be the end user. Now, you also provide services for publishers. Now, how does that work? Very simple. Every publisher in the world already has a page, whether you're Hachette, Penguin, or Joe Smith Publishing down the street. If you have a book in the market, then a publishing page was was auto-generated. If you don't take advantage of that and take control of that, you can claim it. You just set up a personal account first, and then you go to the publisher's link at the bottom, and it'll show you how you claim your publisher's page. We'll link it to your personal page so that you can enhance it. You can add the right logos, the right videos. You can link all your books to it so your authors are profiled. And then people will start finding you, start following you, and you can communicate directly with average people. Now, Here's what you got to understand, Mr. Publisher. The New York Times, in an article in 2012, said that 75% of Americans want to write books. The 75% of Americans want to write books for a couple of different reasons, either as entrepreneurs to increase their platforms, to use as a business card. But most people, average moms and dads, want to write books to preserve their legacy so that future generations can find out who they are. Well, Jim... Guess who those 75% of people who want to write books are? They're the avid readers who are naturally going to set up the user accounts. Right. And so for all of these publishers, it's a, it's a community of millions of people that are their future authors. So you can uh. literally start marketing to those people. And for folks you find that have manuscripts, you can even accept manuscripts through this website. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. As a matter of fact, as you were saying that I have a particular publisher in mind who I'm going to refer to the site and have her reach out to you. All right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have her do that tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 I can, I, uh, yeah, I, my mind is, 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 is spinning in circles. I'm going to be in Manhattan next Tuesday at a at, at a business dinner, and I have some folks to chat with over there as well. I think that this is just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Now, what makes Reader's Legacy different? from Goodreads. You, you spoke about Goodreads before, and, and we know that they were purchased by Amazon, and uh, they're supposed to be the 800-pound gorilla out there right now in your space. Now, I know that you were talking about the points, and I think that that's spectacular, all right, but uh, what are the other features that are different? Now, let me put it to you this way. I love to compare what we're doing to the automobile industry. If you think about the automobile industry, it's been amazing 80 years in development. But And today, if I asked you what's the most advanced, technologically coolest car in America, without doubt you would say Elon Musk's baby, the Tesla. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. This car is fully mm-hmm. electric, can go 500 miles on a battery. And yeah. you can recharge <laughs> the battery in, in three hours, and you can go again. Yeah. Now, now, 80 years ago, if I said, what's the technologically, the, the most technologically advanced car in America, you would have said the Model T Ford. And back in yeah. 1920, it was really freaking cool. <laughs> well, I'm afraid that Goodreads is looking a lot like a Model T today. <laughs> and I just finished reading Elon Musk's book. You know, Iron uh, Man, the American Avenger, was modeled after Elon Musk. In the publishing industry, I'm feeling a little bit like I got a big magnet on my chest and I'm indestructible. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Look out, world! Here he comes. <laughs> no, you look. I'm in my own. I'm in my. I'm in my own personal page right now. Uh-huh. And what you're going to see if you're a user that we're developing new features every single day. And I'm a, I'm a user just like anybody else. My team just launched the Litcoins program today, so I have right in my page three thirty nine thousand five hundred and eighty two Litcoins. Mm. And I can click on that, and I can see exactly how I developed the Litcoins, where I got them all from. And I can go, every time I buy a book, I see more Litcoins, and I can use those anytime I want to buy things. There's nothing like that in the publishing industry. There's nothing like that in book sales on the planet. As an author, I can literally accumulate Litcoins by building a following. And if you're an author, I'm going to let you use that whole list and market to that list. I'll even let you download it in a spreadsheet if you want to. Export it to your own website if you think it's better, although you won't want to use your own website anymore with what we have coming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I can imagine not. But there's just so many features. So, you know, simply put, I think that the greatest example that I could use now, of course, it's a much bigger industry, but if I was, if people were asking me what makes me different than Goodreads, and I, I need to do no further explanation than help them to understand the differences between a Tesla and a Model T. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge difference. Wow. Let me ask you this question. I mean, because here we are now on this side of your success, all right? Here we are now watching uh, uh, the launch of a new IBM, all right, a new superpower out there in, in this particular space. Was there any point on, on, on your journey that you thought Reader's Legacy would not happen? And if so, what made you charge forward? And if well, not, what kept you driven to succeed? Well, first of all, I'll tell you, Jim, that there's never been a single moment since I started this company seven years ago where I've thought for a second that it's going to fail. Now, let me tell you why that is. It's because this isn't my first rodeo. My first company back eight, ten years ago, my mortgage company that really was turned into something special, there were many times in that business I thought it was going to fail. But I kept going. And what I've learned in my experiences in business is success or failure of a business has nothing more to do with anything other than the perseverance and determination of the founder. And, and really, if somebody asks me, what's the formula for success in a business, I'll say it's really simple. You have to have a desire and a dream, uh, an energy that is so massive, the belief that is so incredulous about your opportunity, that it's bigger than your fear. Because here's the fact. 
Every entrepreneur has fear. Every founder is afraid. I've got my friend's money in this company. If I fail, what are they going to think of me? I'm trying something brand new. What if it doesn't work? We all have those fears. The secret to success is understanding that fear is an emotion. Belief, excitement, determination is an emotion. So really, what's the formula for success? It's having an emotion of belief and determination that is larger than the emotion of fear. Because really, only one emotion can dominate. And so if your belief is so big and powerful and confirmed, you'll have no fear. You just don't have room for it in your head. Wow. That that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, I know that you don't plan on ever walking away from this, but what is your ultimate goal and vision for Reader's Legacy and how do you plan on making it happen? Well, it's really simple. Sometime in the next five years, the right big company is gonna come along and offer us the right amount of money mm-hmm. to acquire us and make us big of part of something even bigger. And I'm truly looking forward to that day. Uh, we've already said no to a couple of people who have approached us about acquisitions because we knew that they weren't right. But eventually the right one will come. And now my, all of my investors will be duly rewarded. If you think about it, seven years ago, remember I told you about that Model T company, right? Seven years ago, <laughs> Amazon bought that Model T for $380 million. So think about what could potentially happen with Goodreads, with uh, Reader's Legacy, and its affiliate companies. There could be a major, major acquisition one day, and that means people who invest in my company will be incredibly rewarded for it. But even when that happens, even when that happens, which it will, I'm the founder and CEO. I'm part of the deal. So I'll continue to run this company long after we become part of a bigger company. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll use the money we make from it to, to bless other projects related to books. I'll always be in books, though. (laughs) <laughs> That's amazing. Just just totally amazing. I I'm really thrilled to have you on this show. Now, you 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 were talking a little bit earlier about how you negotiated with Ingram and Baker and Taylor. Uh for crying out loud, what did they see? What do you think they saw? Well, first of all, I think that they they believed that the fundamentals of the plan were correct. You know, we went to them with a very detailed 50-page business plan. And I believe that they saw the potential in it. And secondly, I believe that they believed in what we reported to them as the the business factors and environmental factors today. That, I talked to you about those earlier. That was the, the opt-in or the buy-in to social media, the buy-in to shopping online. They understood those determining factors. But I think the third thing is, they really believed that I would pull it off. They believed in the founder, and that is just so essential. If you take a look at any company that has done it, I mean, let's look no further than one of my favorite examples in life. Let's look at Apple. Right. It goes no further than Steve Jobs. Now, far be it for me to compare myself to that man, but if you take a look at any leader who's led a charge to success, it's been that unadulterated determination, that focus, that abandoning of everything else in life in spirit or in drive of the goal that people look for. And I think England saw that in me and my partners. Wow. 
Yeah, well, I can hear it in your voice. So, I mean, you know, I, I can almost, you know, to be a fly on the wall, I don't think I would uh, hear any more than what you've already expressed in your passion this evening. It, we, we would just hear more about the jots and the tittles as it relates to the, the, the financing part of it. But, wow, what a what an adventure. Now, you uh, actually... Uh, 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 announced this at a major affair in in Las Vegas back in June. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, part of what we decided we we're going to do with Reader's Legacy is from day one we wanted to be giving back, and we wanted to do something that was really needed in the publishing industry. And so we created an annual conference called the Reader's Legacy Choice Awards and Writers Conference. The Reader's Legacy Choice Awards are going to be given out annually at a major conference the first week of June in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Reader's Legacy Choice Award actually looks like Atlas, you know, Atlas with the world on his shoulders. Uh-huh. Well, well, our guy, his name is Hermes, and he's the cousin of Atlas. He was the Greek god of literature. And so Hermes hmm. looks like Atlas, but instead of the world on his shoulder, he has books on his shoulder. It weighs <laughs> about 14 pounds. It costs as much as an Academy Award and Oscar. And people who win the Reader's Legacy Choice Awards receive one of these Hermes Awards. Now, how you win one is by the, the, the number of sales of your book on readerslegacy.com. We're giving out awards for that. And we're also giving out awards for the books with the most fans. And then mm. at the same time, if we have all of these award-winning authors there, we have to have a writer's conference so we can teach the next generation of writers. And so we're going to do this event every year in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, we also decided that because already, you know, we've given away over a million lit coins, that we were going to create a, a charitable giving part of our business where we were going to give back 10% of all of the lit coins that are redeemed. And we we're going to convert that into cash, and we were going to let give that money to organizations that are not-for-profits that have something to do with literacy. So in September, we're going to make the announcement that we're accepting applications and organizations from all over the world, whether it's sending books to children in Africa or repurposing old encyclopedias, or it's the motorcycle gang in, in Michigan that collects books and takes them to kids called Bikers and Books. Those organizations are all going to come to us. They're going to tell us what they do, and they're going to apply for funding. We're going to review and choose the ones that we want to give the money to this year, and we're inviting those people to the Reader's Legacy Writers Conference, and we're going to give them the awards right there on stage, and we're going to let those people pitch the audience and tell them what they're all about. And now because we're doing all that stuff too, we said, you know what, let's, let's create an incubator. Let's also use the event as a place where young entrepreneurs that have great ideas about advancing the publishing industry, whether it's the kid that figures out how to make a 3D holographic image jump off an iPad or the guy that figures out how to, how to help people read faster, we want all of these young innovative entrepreneurs to come to us with their ideas. And if, if we don't fund them ourselves, we're going to introduce those kids to the right angel investors at the conference. And so we're going to invite all those people to the conference too and do a showcase of innovation at the Reader's Legacy Writers Conference and Reader's Legacy Choice Awards. And so it's going to become the go-to event, the Academy Awards of the book business, the, the CEC event of the 
high-tech business all rolled into one event in Las Vegas at the beginning of June. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're that, saying wow a lot, Jim. Uh, well, you, what else could I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really, look, we're really excited about what's happening right now, and, and I'm glad that your thousands of listeners are, are hearing about this, and, and I'd really encourage them to stop listening to everything we're saying. Just take it for a run. Go to readerslegacy.com, create an account, build your library, watch your litcoins accumulate, and check it out. It was funny because as you said that, I was getting ready to ask you to tell them how to get to your page again. Really simple. It's readerslegacy.com. It's a magical place where people who love books can connect all over the world with other people who love books, build a virtual version of their home library, and in doing so, accumulate lit coins. These are our points. Use those lit coins to buy their books. And folks, like I said before, get over there, get over there now. You know where our time is like running down, so you won't have any excuse now not to get over there. Because uh, and, and it's funny because I I I know a lot of people that are like me, you know, who have a ton of books in their head that they want to get on paper, all right, and they just need the encouragement of knowing they got some place to take it. And it sounds to me like Reader's Legacy is the place to take that book. Absolutely. Mm, mm-mm. Wow. It was wonderful having you on the show. And, and by the way, you do know you have to come back on again. Jim, anytime I'd love to. In my own personal life, I have a uh, new book launching on October 6th that's called The Greatest Prospector in the World. It's a fiction book that is dedicated to the honor of Ogmandino and his classic, The Greatest Salesman in the World. And so we'll have lots of reasons to talk in the future. And if you ever want to have somebody on just to talk to kids about starting businesses, I'm always there for you. Ooh, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely going to get you back on there again. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, folks, get over to readerslegacy.com. Get over there quickly. Make certain that you're uh, uh, getting yourself signed up. Uh, And once you're signed up, uh, start looking at all the possibilities of what you can do there. All right? Um, If you're not not going to step forward now that – the bar has been lowered for you, then you never will, all right? And uh, that's just a fact. And and I have to thank you, uh, Ken, for lowering the bar to a place where people now can experience what it is that they've only dreamed about being able to do. Well, we're excited about it, Jim, and, and I really want to thank you for taking an interest and in arranging for us to be on the phone together. Well, absolutely, and um, you, I'm going to have to check back in with uh, with our favorite person, uh, Michelle, and let her know, wow, yeah, there, I said it again. <laughs> I said it again because it, it, this, this act actually warrants that. Well, folks, it was wonderful having Ken on the show. Don't forget, get over to readerslegacy.com, and you will not be disappointed. That's it for this episode of Building Your Extraordinary Business. 
Have a blessed and profitable week. Thanks again, Ken, for coming on. Take care, all. Good night. <laughs>